How many of you remember, let me just kind of kick this forward, move forward a little bit here. How many of you remember the day that you got saved, that you received Christ? Anybody remember that? Yeah, let me see a show of hands. How many of you remember the day that you were water baptized? Anybody remember that? Okay. Uh, How many of you remember the day, if you're married, that you got married? (laughs) Yeah? Um, How many of you remember your birthday? How many remember your spouse's birthday? Okay, some of you need to work on that one. (laughs) My point is this. Remembering is critical. Not just those things, but remembering is critical. Today, uh, we're going to be doing communion. We're going to be partaking of communion. I hate that word, partaking. We're going to be taking the communion uh, cup and the, and the cracker representing the body and the blood of Jesus today. I don't hate that word, but it's just not my word, uh, partaking. Uh, but at any rate, uh, we'll do that at the end of the service today because what I want to do, I've been, I've been kind of this week thinking and praying and I just, man, just, just doesn't come easy sometimes until like last night. And I've had these thoughts, but I can't sift them out. But they came to me last night, and I got up this morning and wrote down my thoughts that I had been kind of bouncing around. Uh, You know, there's a scripture in Psalm uh, 78, and we'll get there in just a second. Psalm 78, uh, verses 1 through, I'll say this for Garrett's benefit back there, 1 through 30, I guess it is. And I don't know that I'm going to read all of it. I'm going to key in on probably... um, Verse 19, 20. But there's a scripture, and he makes a reference. He says, um, that, well, there's a song, actually, that kind of came back to me years ago, that I heard years ago. It's called uh, A Table in the Wilderness. A Table in the Wilderness. And, you know, I've had lots of different thoughts, and I've had people say different things. I've read different things about it. That wasn't me. It was me, but it wasn't me. Uh, but uh, basically, uh, the God has set and established a table for us. And sometimes we feel like because we're in maybe a wilderness place, a difficult place, it's like, what good is this? I mean, why? You know, it's like, I like the table in the dining room. I like the table in the air-conditioned room with the whatever. I, I like the table. But you know what? God has prepared a table for us. And it's always available. Let me, let me start. Let me just kind of go. Let me read through this, this psalm here just for a minute. Psalm 78. Um, this is actually a history lesson. We're going through um, the book of uh, Exodus right now. And I love history. Some people, you know, you, there's two kinds of people in the world. Probably more. <laughs> concerning history, there's basically two kinds of people. Either you love it or you can live without it. And I love history. I just love reading about, you know, what happened in the past. And I, hopefully I learn from it, but I just like to know what happened and how things nav- people navigated through. Well, that's what Psalm 78 really is. It's a history of what happened as the children of Israel came out of Egypt and what took place during that time. Verse 1, my people, hear my teachings. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter hidden things, things from 
of old, things we, we have heard of and known, things our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from our descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and his wonders he has done. He decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel. He has commanded our ancestors to teach their children. Do you see a pattern here? Do you see a pattern? It's share it, pass it on. And he says, so that the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born. And they... Uh, they in turn will tell their children, then they would put their trust in the, in God and would not forget. Everybody say forget. Man, God cares about what we forget and what we don't. He wants us to forget the past uh, sin. He wants to forget our old life, but he doesn't want us to forget his deeds and his commands and his word. He says, and would not forget his deeds and would keep his commands they, uh, they would be, not be like their ancestors, a stubborn and rebellious generation whose hearts were not loyal to God. Now these are the children of Israel he's talking about. God had gone into Egypt and got the children of Israel. Uh, after 400 years, they went in. God saved their life when they went to Egypt. He saved them. They were in starvation mode. They kept having to go to Egypt. The second time they went and they realized that Joseph was actually the prince and that's another whole story. You can take time to read it for yourself. But they went to Egypt looking for food and they got food and God saved them. He saved Israel by bringing them all down to Egypt. And so in the very beginning it was a blessing. But the problem is the blessing became a burden. Because they begin to act and to live and to think as though this is the way it is. This is the way we're supposed to live. Because they had forgotten what God told them. They didn't remember. They didn't remember. Oh, well, I guess God's not going to do what he said. Or maybe it wasn't passed down to them the way it was supposed to be. I don't know. There were a lot of people there by the time uh, Moses was raised up to go in. And the thing that caused them to go out of Egypt, to, to leave Egypt, was pressure. <laughs> pressure, problems, difficulties, which basically caused uh, you know them to be thrust out to a degree because I think they would have probably been happy to have stayed before the pressure because they had all the onions, all the vegetables, all the whatever, and they had everything that they needed there, but that wasn't where God wanted them to be because they had forgotten who they were to a large degree. They had forgotten. They thought, this is who we are. We're Israelites living in Egypt because this is where we are. Now, I can't say I know what they were thinking, but all I know is that I look at them and I look at what happened. I believe they had forgotten now, they might have been saying it, saying, oh, the Lord has a place. Oh, the Lord told her. They may have said that. But when it came time to leave, you know what? Who are you? Well, God sends in a, a deliverer. And so he says in verse, let's see, let me pick this up. In verse 9, it says the men of, okay, let me back to verse 8. It says they, uh, that they would not be like their ancestors, the stubborn and rebellious generation whose hearts were not loyal to God, whose hearts were not faithful to him. The men of Ephraim, though, uh, though armed with bows, turned their back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant. They refused to live by his law. They forgot what he had done. 
the wonders he had shown to them. Uh, he did miracles in the sight of their ancestors in the land of Egypt, in the region of Zone. He divided the sea and led them through. And he's given them a history lesson. Remember when, remember when, remember when. This is the psalm. Reminding them. He did miracles. He divided the seas and led them through. He made the water stand up like a wall. He guided them uh, but with a cloud by day and a light from a fire all night. He split rocks in the wilderness. He gave them water as abundant as the seas. He brought... Uh, he brought streams out of rocky crag, out of a rocky crag, and made water flow down like rivers. But they continued to sin against him, rebellion, rebelling in the wilderness against the Most High. They un, they willfully put God to the test by demanding food they craved. And this is where I want us to really focus. He's given them a history lesson, but listen to what they said, because they forgot who they were following. They forgot. They spoke against God. They say, can God really spread a table in the wilderness? True. He struck the rock and water gushed out. Streams flowed abundantly. But can he also give us bread? What kind of a God did they think he was? Did they forget that he could divide the Red Sea? That he could bring plagues on, on Egypt? Did they forget? They hadn't forgotten. They just began to live from the inner who they thought they were. Why did God take them into the wilderness those, all those years? Was it an accident? Was it, well, you're just, it was a plan. And we find ourselves in wildernesses sometimes and I'm not talking about Yuma, Arizona. I'm talking about in the dry places of our lives. And it's like, why am I here? I want you to know God's showing you something. He's showing you who you are, and he's showing you who he is. Who you are. Basically, are we totally dependent on God? Or are we saying, you know what? I know God did things, but you know what? Can he really do something about this situation? Can he? Well, let me say, okay, the correct answer is yes. Oh, yes. Yes, he can, but how do we live? How do we respond? Because I'm telling you, our minds might be saying one thing, but our hearts need to be saying, I trust God no matter what. He says, but can he also give us bread? Can he supply meat for his people? And when the Lord heard them, he was a little upset. He was furious. Furious. His fire broke out against Jacob. His wrath rose against Israel, for they did not believe in God or trust in his deliverance. Yet he gave command to the skies above to open uh, the doors of heaven. He rained down manna for the people to eat. He gave them grain, the grain of heaven. Uh, human beings ate bread, uh, the bread of angels. He sent them all the food that they could eat. He loosed the east winds uh, from the heavens and by, the, by his power uh, made the south winds blow and he rained meat down on them like dust, birds like sand on the seashore. He made them come down inside, inside their camp uh, all around their tents and they ate until they were, they ate till they were gorged. They ate till they couldn't eat anymore. They were 
depending on what country you're in, you have to watch what you say. They were so full, they couldn't eat any more. They were full. And they still had the attitude that, well, but I, I know God did that, but can he really fix this? They had forgotten. They had forgotten. Let me tell you, I believe the biggest, I don't want to say the biggest, but probably the most the most difficult thing that, I don't even know how to say it. The, one of the worst things we can do is forget God. Forget his goodness, forget his love, forget what he's done. Forget his, his, his love, his mercy, his forgiveness, his intimate love and care for you. Well, I know God loves them because they're good. And, and I, know the, I know God loves me. But, but you know, it's, it, uh, why, why am I going through this? Why, am I, what's, why is this happening in my life? Why? I know that God did some things in my life, and we might even recite a few miracles. We might even recite a few of God's faithful you know, things that he's done in our life. I remember when, oh, I remember when, oh, I love the Lord. I'm grateful for what he's done. But how about today? Can he still do it today? Is it still something he wants to do today to intervene in your life? Does he still have a plan for your life today? Or is it like, well, I'm on to the next generation. You're old news. See, the thing is, I believe that forgetting is one of the things that causes us to walk in the wilderness longer than we should. You know, I read a thing earlier that said that the wilderness was probably God's inoculation against the, how, do, how was it said? The entitlement mentality of prosperity. I have earned this. I have worked hard. Well, I know why they don't have anything because they, have, but look what I've done. I have worked hard. I've done so many things and I've earned this with the sweat of my brow and the strength of my own hand. And listen, I'm not saying that, that, that being responsible and working hard is, 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 doesn't count. It does count. But do we realize that whenever we start leaning to the arm of the flesh, when we start leaning to our blessings and say, you know what, I'm blessed because, we better say because God is good. Because God has not forgotten me. Here's the question. Have we forgotten him? Because I'll tell you right now, God will never forget you. But the problem is, is when we forget him, it all goes crazy. And when God doesn't show up because, well, he always showed up, but we forget him. And when he doesn't show up, that's when we remember. It's like, hey, what about me? I remember one time we were, uh, well, I won't go there. Anyway, somebody made the comment in this, that said, you know, they're making big plans. They're going to do this, going to do that. Things are going to go on. And a person who doesn't want to go anywhere, doesn't want to do anything, well, they're going, well, what about me? It's like, why don't you just sit over there in your chair like you always do? Because you don't want to do anything anyway. I want you to know today, God's making big plans. 
And he's including you in those plans. But the one thing that has to happen is we can't forget God. We can't think, oh yeah, oh, I believe in God. Great, so does the devil. Honestly, it's not about believing in God. It's about believing God and trusting him and not forgetting and leaning into him and looking for him. When he heard this, he was furious. When he heard what they said, well, what did they say? Well, it was just a statement. It was, I didn't mean anything by it. Sure they did. They were declaring what they thought about God. Well, sure, God opened the seas and God did this and they probably told some stories and that God did this, but can he really give us a table in the wilderness? Look where we are. Look at, look at this. This is a mess. This is the thing that I, how in the world, this is, nobody's ever been in a situation like this. I beg to differ, no matter what we're in, no matter where you are. There have been situations that have been so much worse. Because you know what? When we finish here, we're going to go, prop, we're going to go and we're going to go find something to eat, probably dig something out of the refrigerator or go down and order something. We're probably going to go maybe do whatever it is we do. Uh, but, or, or somebody's going to say, well, no, I don't have blah, blah. I get it. But we're sitting in air conditioning today and there's nobody after my neck that I know of. He struck the rock and water gushed out and streams flowed abundantly. They like that word abundantly. Sure, that happened then. But can he also give us bread? Can God give us a table in the wilderness? Look at my life. Look at where I am. Look at what I'm going through. Look at what's happening. I never bargained for this. I thought God was a good God. We have to be very careful that we don't speak out of what we feel and what we even see sometimes. But we have to speak out of what we know. I know the faithfulness of God. I know that God is faithful to his word. Verse 30 of this chapter, he says, well, verse 29 they ate till they were gorged. He had given them what they craved. But before they turned from what they craved, even while the food was still in their mouths, God turned on them. God began to execute judgment on them because they had forgotten. And this wasn't just one time. This is after he had brought them to, you know, to, the, to this place. See, I remember hearing uh, a, a fr- our friend there in, in, in Lebanon, uh, Pastor Shadi, when he, I remember hearing him preaching. He said that the children of Israel thought that the, that the, that the promised land was a five-star hotel. They didn't realize they were living in a five-star hotel in the wilderness. What do you mean by that? Well, God was giving them air conditioning during the day. He was giving them heat at night. He was giving them food. He was giving them, the, it says that the, it did, their clothes didn't wear out. I think that's the next, next verses that, I'll, that maybe I'll look at here. 
Their clothes, they didn't wear out. Their, their feet didn't swell. They, in other words, they were out there because God was doing a work in them. And what was the God doing inside of them? He was trying to help them to remember who they were after. Who was their uh, provider? Who was their source? It would have been better if we had died and stayed in Egypt rather than died out here. It had been better if we had stayed there. That makes God angry. You know, God brings us out to do something amazing. You might feel like you are out of your comfort zone. Probably you do. You might feel like you're in a place, I've never been here. Same with me. But the thing is, is I don't want to look at the stuff that I'm looking at and say, oh my goodness, how in the world is God going to do anything about this? God God is all-powerful. Is all powerful. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Let me read a few verses here and then we're going to take a minute because that's what the communion, that's what communion is all about. It's about not forgetting, not forgetting what God has done, not forgetting what God did because it still matters. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 1. Be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today so that you may be able to increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. He told them, but they didn't believe. But I'm going to let that promise fall to you. So you may come from a very unfaithful lineage towards God. I don't know. You may come from a, a background where people were, 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 were absolutely God who? It was, God was a curse word. To, in, in, my, in my family, my, a lot of my family, God was a curse word. But the promises that God has made to his people, to those, who are his people again? Those people that believe him. That's what faith is. It's believing God in spite of everything that says he can't and he won't. That's who God's people are, those that will put their faith in what he has done and what he will do. That you may increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. Verse two, remember, everybody say remember. Come on, remember. Why did he say remember? Because it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to forget. It's so easy to let what we know about God be covered over by what's happening in our life. We've got to, you know, kind of, I, I kind of see it as I just got to kind of shake it off. I got to get up on some high ground and so I can look at it. No, so that I can look up at God and say, I remember you, Lord. Some of us need to move to some higher ground. Instead of living in the midst of everything that's going wrong, we've got to remember God, but sometimes you've got to come up higher by praising Him, by honoring Him and praising Him. He says, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years. Why did He do that? He tells us right here. Why did He take them 40 years? Listen, I wouldn't hire a travel guide or a uh, a tour guide that took me 40 years out of the way. I wouldn't. But you see, God had a plan. He wasn't trying to give them the tourist 
view. He was trying to give them the son and the daughter heart. Trust me in, in everything. I, you know, my kids, when they were little, you know how it is when your kids are little. <laughs> As they get a little older, they go, this is not the way. This is what I have. I'll go take the kids for a ride, and we have a certain way we go. We're going to go look at the ducks. We're going to go check out the peacocks. We're going to go look at the, 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 the water, wherever we go. And it's like, I remember one day I was coming. I was going a different, I just said, we're going to go a different direction because I didn't really want to go see the ducks that day. And about that time, Delta says, this isn't the way. This isn't the way. It's like, oh, oh, I missed the turn. <laughs> Had to go the other way. Here's the thing. We don't need to question God. Why are we going this way? Why are we going this direction? Why did we turn south? Why did we turn this direction? Because it's right over there, the promised land. The promises are right there. Why can't I just get it? Because God is more interested in what we are becoming than what we are going to get than what we get. He can give us his stuff all day long that fast. But it's what we're becoming that matters more than anything. You can be, we can be, I can be a spoiled rich kid, a son of God that has everything. But if my heart forgets who God is, and this is where it came from. It came from God. So this is what he says. He says, remember how the Lord, your God, led you all the way through the wilderness these 40 years. Why did he do it? To humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart. Well, can't he just look and see? I think he knows what's in our heart, but he wants us to know what's in our heart. Because when, you put, when pressure's put on you, have you ever been surprised? Have you ever been surprised at what comes out of you when the pressure comes on? Have you ever been surprised when things go wrong that you don't go, oh, Jesus, I trust you no matter what? Or do we go, oh, is that what we do? Oh, I, I, me, yeah, I do. But God takes us a different direction because he's working on who we are becoming. Because we've forgotten him. Because I'll tell you, you will never know who you are and if we forget who he is. He's our father. He's the one with all the power. He's the one that can change any circumstance in any situation. He's the one that has a plan for every one of our lives. Well, except for you. Because I know somebody's saying, well, maybe everybody, but I don't think he has one for my life. Yes, he does. Every single person, he has a plan for every person. But when we forget him and we begin questioning, can God really set a table in the wilderness out here? Can God really? As a matter of fact, there's a, 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 another scripture and it says, in the midst of your enemies, he will set, up, set a table in the midst of your enemies. The enemies, why would he do that? To show you he's still in charge. He'll set up a table and you can sit and feast. You'll feast on healing and deliverance. You'll feast on the peace of God. You'll feast on the blessings, on love, on mercy, on forgiveness, on this new person. You'll feast on all this while all of the stuff out there, the devil is saying, that's not who you, that's not who you are. What do you, get up from that table. You don't deserve that. Get up from that table. We've got to pull away. And not listen to that and remember who God is, who God says we are. This morning, we could talk about this a long time. And I would hope and encourage you to take time and to look 
At all the times that God tells us to remember and not forget, remember, remember the Lord, remember his word, remember his faithfulness, remember his miracles, remember him. Because when we forget, things go bad. I want you to take this, the elements here, the, and let's take the cracker, let's open up the cracker, the little wafer. And while you're doing that, just take that and hold that in your hand, if you will. Luke chapter 22, verse 17 through 20. Luke, this is NIV. 17, Luke 22, verse 17. Luke writes, after taking the cup, he said, take this and divide it among you. Actually, I missed the first part. Let me go down to 1 Corinthians. Here's actually a recap of it. This is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. He says, for I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. And on the night that he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread. He took a loaf of bread. He took bread. If you don't have one of these, wait, raise your hand. I want everybody to, yeah, get one of these. Sorry. Just raise your hand real high because I'll, I'll wait until everybody has one if you don't have one. Because this is, a, this is an important time right now. This is not just something we do because, oh, we forgot to do it last time, so we're going to do it this time. But this is, because today, let me tell you the key to receiving communion. It's remembering. It's remembering. It's knowing what it means and remembering what it means for you and to you. What God did for you. He took, took and he broke the, the bread in pieces and he gave it out and he said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Remember me. Because this is what it means. His body is broken for our healing. His body was broken so that we could be made whole. His body was broken so the body of Christ could be unified. The, the body was broken for, 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 it says that by his stripes, by the, the stripes that were put on his body, we are healed. I remember, Lord. So when I get a symptom, when I get a, a bad report, when I get something going on, and I'm thinking, it might be, I wonder if it is. Wait a minute, I remember God. He's given me the promise of wholeness and healing, and by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. I want us to take this, this cracker right now, and let me pray over this. Father, I thank you. Lord, as we, as we remember you, as we, we remember, uh, Lord, that, that you sent your son, the Lord Jesus, Father, you sent your son to die on a cross, but his body was beaten and broken for us, Lord. He, he, was, he was whipped. And Lord, there was, it wasn't just out of meanness. It was on purpose. And the purpose was that we could partake, that we could take this cracker. We could eat it in remembrance and know that I remember God is my healer. Jehovah Rafika, my healer. Come on, let's take this cracker and eat it. And as you're eating that, I want you just to think, no matter what has come against you, no matter what is going on, no matter what report you've received, don't state it like they stated it here. Well, I know God's healed other people. And I know God did this for me, but can God, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Can God take care of this in my life? Can he do this? The answer is absolutely yes, he can. And he wants to.
I want you to open the, the cup now, open the juice. And he says, in like manner, in the same way, he took the cup after supper. And he said, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood, Jesus is talking. An agreement between God and his people confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. Father, I thank you today. I thank you, Lord, that you, you sent Jesus to shed his blood for me. I remember that. I'm aware of that, Lord. Lord, if I had been the only one, help us to get that in our heart today. Every individual, if we had been the only one standing there, Jesus would have pointed at us and say, it's for this one. It's for this one. It's for everyone today. Lord, I thank you that by that blood, we have a right relationship. We can come right into your presence. I thank you that my sin, I'm cleansed of sin, and it's separated as far as the east is from the west. Lord, you don't remember because you've given me a new identity. We are sons and daughters. We are children of God. They take this and drink this. God, you're so good to us. You're so good, Lord. God, help us to be people that remember, that we choose to remember the good. We choose to remember what you've done and who you are. And when the enemy or the thoughts or the imaginations come and tell us that certain things are impossible, Lord, help us not to make you angry by questioning your ability, by questioning your love or your desire or your power. Lord, I thank you that you are well able. You are well able. You are willing and able. God, I pray a blessing on this church today, a blessing on these families, Lord, as we've taken this a cracker in this in this uh, cup today. Lord, help us to be reminded and remembering, Lord, that no matter where we find ourselves, Lord, we are children, we're sons of God. That's who we are. Lord, we walk in wholeness and we walk in right standing with you. In Jesus' name, amen.